Praise God. Just give people a minute to jump on here, guys. Um, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Just giving people a moment to jump on. And so what are we going to talk about? I am excited because I love when the Lord downloads a teaching into my heart and spirit and I can impart it to you all. Um, if you didn't watch my three-part series on inner healing, uh, maybe you could take a, uh, some time to watch that. At least watch the first one. You get a little taste of it. And again, the, the reason I'm doing all of this is because, I don't know, I've just been getting a sense that the Lord is wanting us to develop a sense of how to navigate um, the spiritual journey um, to make sense of our resistance of God, to make sense of how fear is operating, um, how the Holy Spirit's inspiring me, wh what's the Lord saying to me, um, how, how, how the invisible world is affecting us and acting on us, and how we are participating um, for the glory of God or not. And so this has a lot to do with your interior life, um, forming an understanding of the movements of your interior. Remember, there's people that don't even know they got a soul. You know, you have a body and a soul. The human person, the human person is body-soul composite or unity. We're a body-soul composite, okay? So that means, you know, when the soul leaves the body, there's death, right? That's the word diabolim, diabolic, means to divide. Um, God didn't intend us um, to be divided. He, he intended us to be a, a unit, a body-soul unity. Um, this is what we call Christian anthropology, um, an adequate understanding um, as John Paul II would say, of the human person is very important. And so it's it's not just I'm a body or I'm a soul. No, I'm a body-soul person. Okay, so that's why we believe from the moment of conception to a natural death um, in the dignity of all human life, from the unborn to that moment of a natural death. Because at that moment of conception, um, mom and dad procreate, right, participate in the creation of the material, the body, and at that very moment of con of conception, there's the infusion of the your immortal soul came from the Lord at that moment. He created your soul and infused it into your body. This is powerful stuff. I mean, when you think about this, you and I, literally, God spoke our souls into existence at that moment of conception, and we became living beings. And I always say, we don't believe, now it is heretical, we do not believe in the pre-existence of the soul. But we do believe at the moment of, cre of conception, that infusion of your soul, you came right from the Lord. So, with that said, I want you to think about this a minute. Your the Catechism says prayer begins with desire, desire for God. If you came from the Lord at that very instant you were infused into your, your body, your souls, your unique, inestimable, valuable, beautiful soul was infused into your body. Like you see, you can't see my soul right now, right? But you can see my body. 
Um, you come to know Michael, Father Michael, through his body, because my soul's being expressed, animated, you know, the anima that right? created, uh, expressed my soul through my body. And so your desire for God, our desire for prayer for God, for the eternal, for heaven, um, was given to us at the moment of conception. It's kind of like God put a hunger in us for himself. Some people call this that there's a void in you that only God can fill, right? This longing, this ache. Our hearts, Augustine, right? Our hearts are restless until they rest in thee, O God, until they rest in you. So there's this restlessness in every human heart, right? Everybody's got a hungry heart, right? You guys know that old song, right? Hungry hearts, right? We, we desire the things of heaven, the things of God. And, 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 and um, again, I got these ideas from Christopher West a while back, but he says, eh, you know, what did he say? Um, uh, looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for love in too many faces, right? We, we, we want to find God, but we often create a lot of unnecessary suffering because we expect other human beings to satisfy our hungry heart. No, please get this. If you get this, you're going to save yourself a lot of suffering that you don't need to have in your life. People cannot fulfill you. Human beings will let you down. There's no human person on the face of the earth that can satisfy your heart. And you only will get frustrated to the nth degree and angry when people let you down, whom you've made an idol of. If you made an idol of your spouse, your kids, your coach, your teacher, the Pope, bishops, priests, when you make idols, brothers and sisters, of people, that's a sin. I am the, the first commandment. I am the Lord your God. Have no other gods besides me. You know, the sin of idolatry is actually a very, um, it's happening a lot today. Yeah, we might not be bowing down to statues. We might not be bowing down to trees and rocks or the sun. I mean, some people are. But we make idols out of one another. You know, think of the American idol, right? I mean, you think of this making people idols. This is a sin. This is a sin. And sin is the devil's playground. The more sin we have in our lives, the more room the devil can use us and move through our lives. Okay? The more darkness, the more the enemy can move through us and manipulate and inspire and actually live through us. Rather than bringing heaven to earth, we can bring hell to earth through our decisions that we make as we're influenced by the enemy. So I, I wanted to start with that because, again, check out those three videos if you haven't on inner healing that I did a few weeks ago. Um, you can go to my YouTube channel or, or scroll down on my Facebook page and you can find them. Um, but this is all about inner healing and learning how to like pay attention to what's going on around you and how that affects what's going on inside of you and then what you do with what's going on inside of you, how do you act on what the world around you does to your insides? 
What do you do with the anger that comes up? Do you turn it into gossip? Do you turn it into judgment? Do you turn it into retaliation, hatred, jealousy, envy? Um, what are you doing with what the outside world does in, in, in bursts in here? We have to make it, bring it before the Lord. It says in scripture, hold every thought captive in Christ, right? Do you bring it to the Lord? Or do you chatter, chatter, whine, complain, chatter, chatter, whine, complain, chatter, chatter, whine, complain. And you know what that's going to do? Crash and burn. You're not going to survive that because that's going to only make you more and more miserable. So again, I, I challenge all of you. So let's go back to desire. The desire for God which is in every person, whether you're Buddhist and Hindu, Muslim, um, pagan, atheist, uh, whether you're a witch, a warlock, um, a Satanist, a Luciferian, whatever you are, God made you. And God, at the moment of your conception, infused your soul into your body. And with that came a desire for him and him alone. Now again, the devil, how, the, how does the devil work? Let's talk about this. How does temptation work in people's lives? How does the devil get someone to sin? Um, when you're sinning, you're actually giving legal permission to the devil to operate in your life. Okay? Let me repeat that. When you sin... You give the devil legal permissions to be involved in your life. Um, it's like this room. See the light behind me right in this room? If I start turning lights off, um, the devil swims in darkness. Sin is darkness. So if I have a lot of darkness in my house, in, in this house, in this temple, is very dark, the devil is very comfortable in that. It's when the lights go on that all hell breaks loose, especially in people that have allowed um, the enemy to have a lot of territory in their lives. Um, people that have maybe been involved seriously in the occult, in witchcraft, um, Satanists will tell stories of this stuff, um, people that are involved in the enemy's territory, basically. People that have, uh, have allowed that. You know, when the light comes in, the light of Christ, that's why people have manifestations. They fall down, they, they flop around, um, they scream, they yell, um, they turn, they twirl, they spin. Um, again, watch that interview with that exorcist. You can kind of get some ideas there and learn a little bit. It's very good and very helpful. Again, they're having a podcast come out. I just encourage you to, again, subscribe to the podcast, um, that, that exorcist. Uh, I'll put the link below. And and, and I say, it, it, I don't care. I'm not saying to subscribe to this because it's cool to see. We're not like these ghost chasing people that are like, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, we're not doing it for curiosity because there is something called demonic curiosity, which is very unhealthy for the, for the Christian believer, right? For anyone. But I'm saying to subscribe to this podcast with this exorcist because I think he does a good job of sharing um, important intel from the spiritual realm 
of the invisible war that's happening right now in this room, right here I'm in. There's an invisible war happening. The devil doesn't want this message to go out to you and your families. Um, there's an invisible battle happening. And that's why I'm um, with our Blaze House of Prayer Ministry. You know, Blaze, I'll put the website up for you guys again to check it out. But go to our website if you haven't. Um, come to our worship events. And I, and I say that because we have Jesus in the Eucharist. And you come before the Lord in the Eucharist. And there's blasts of light at nuclear speed. Just blasts of spiritual light flooding the room. And this is how people get delivered and healed and set free. Okay? So... Um, Let's talk about this again, back to temptation real quick. Okay, so temptation. How does temptation happen? So you have this desire for God. Now the devil comes along because we are uneducated in the spirit. You know, you could be very intellectually educated in the world, but you could be very, have a very low IQ spiritually, which unfortunately a lot of the world is in this way. I mean, I'm not saying I'm there, but I've learned some things that I'm sharing with you guys. Um, I'm always going to be learning. Um, and one of the things, again, one of the gifts of humility is you always should be teachable. Um, you should always be willing to learn and listen and grow in in the ways of God. Um, and that means you, you sit at the feet of people that, you know, there's so many great podcasts out there. There's so many great people out there that have had a lot of uh, uh, things to impart to us, impartation of God's teaching, His power, His presence. Okay, so... Temptation. You have the desire for God. You're not super educated in the spirit invisible world. Um, you're looking for love because God is love. So your desire for God is actually a desire to be loved. So the devil starts running commercials in your head. Um, he starts running a commercial. Um, try this. Do this. You know, oh, you have that pain. Well, why don't you... You know, go shopping. Um, if you have this pain, oh, why don't you watch this on TV? And this is how people, you know, you know, or you're with your friends, and then somebody introduces you to drugs or 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 alcohol in an unhealthy uh, measure. Um, you use food to escape gluttony, right? You're using food to escape your your ache for God, um, and you're not sure. Well, well, how do I? What am I looking for? What do I want? You know, obviously, sometimes we say as Christians, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. And I would say, okay, Jesus is the answer, but what's the question? I mean, if somebody's never asked the question and you're giving him an answer, somebody, see, to, to appreciate Jesus is the answer, you have to first, in your own heart, ask the question, what am I looking for? Whom am I looking for? What kind of love do I long for? Do we long for a less love, a compromising love, a love that's conditional? Or do we long for unconditional love, the nature of God and His unconditional love, His kindness, His goodness, on and on. We could talk on and on about it. But you could see how easily I have this longing in me that drives me through life. And my mind is trying to attain what my heart desires so the devil puts up all these things in my path, commercials. He runs commercial after commercial. And if I'm uneducated or I'm just not formed in the spiritual life, I'm going to give myself to these passing things of the world 
to degrees that could be damaging or destructive or cause a lot of unnecessary pain in my life. Or perhaps people. The closest thing to God on earth is people, okay? Because we're made in his image and likeness. So there's like, you know, women and men or young men and women that are giving themselves to one another in a very unhealthy way. Even married couples that don't know the Lord give themselves to each other um, and often ends up, um, rather than heaven on earth, becoming hell on earth. Because if you don't know the Lord and you're grasping for one another, and again, you're demanding from one another that you fill my heart. You have to fill my heart. You did this. You did that. You did this. See, when we start pointing fingers at everybody, the, you know what the problem is with that? We've made an idol out of someone. And that means we're mad at them because they didn't satisfy our heart. So they're the problem. Again, go back to those videos I did on inner healing and you'll kind of get a lot more details on that dynamic. But this is important stuff, guys. You want peace? that the world can't give you? You want a peace beyond all understanding, the peace of Jesus? You want the peace of Jesus? You gotta make God number one. The first commandment, that's why it's the number one commandment. I am the Lord your God. Have no other gods besides me, says the Lord. Okay? So that's how we're tempted. We are tempted to take the lesser good and make it the ultimate good. We are tempted um, because we don't know the Lord. And that's me too. There's parts of me that are still coming to know the Lord. And we're vulnerable because we're on earth and we are in a fallen, wounded world. And everyone is running commercials, the devil himself, to hijack our journey from earth to heaven. Okay? So, um, I'm going to stop there on this session and then I'm going to come back and talk about um, our resistance to the light and how this can be um, described. Um, how, how do you struggle, like this, do you struggle with prayer, faithful, dedicated prayer, daily prayer? Um, is your mind jumping around a lot? Do you have a lot of um, distractions in your prayer? And I'm going to talk about why that is, and I'm going to talk about um, what's going on in the invisible spiritual realm that's causing all of that, okay? So, may God bless you all. The power of Jesus bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.